Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ammon Clough Creative. Ammon Clough Creative is a business specializing in photography, videography, podcasting, education, and content creation. Services include weddings, small business landing videos, corporate video and photography work, podcast production, product photography, brand exposure, one-on-one and group workshops, and photo shoots in almost any capacity, such as outdoor or indoor, family, couples, or single-person photo shoots. For more information, go to ammonclough.com or check out ammonclough on Instagram at ammonclough. Welcome to another episode of Ambitious. This is a podcast where I, your ambitious host, Ammon Clough, have conversations with really ambitious people, people who display characteristics, lifestyle, passions that are very ambitious, such topics as entrepreneurship, motherhood, fatherhood, photography and videography, since that's kind of my thing, business, marriage and relationships, being a nice person, and other ambitious topics. We talk about their ambitions, and then we talk about what they can do even further to instill more ambition into their ambition. Ambition on ambition. Ambition squared. (laughs) What? So open up your ear holes and let's have some fun. Ben Detamonti. AKA Shed Crazy. Yeah, that's a pretty good pronunciation there. Yeah? What, did I get it pretty pretty accurately? Nailed it. Nice. What's going on, man? I you like know, your office. Yeah, it's uh as disorganized as it is right now, it just took me forty five minutes to get it to this state. <laughs> so it looks fantastic. <laughs> it's I really a workspace like it. for sure. I would not expect anything less than to be sitting directly underneath of a is that an elk? Yeah, nice. I was wondering if you'd get it right. Yep, got yeah. an elk and some deer. This is kind of like your typical little redneck paradise. Yeah, it's pretty great. Bow on the wall. Probably not your typical uh, What kind of setting? Uh, a Hoyt, of course. Yeah, that's an RX-1 carbon in case you're... Uh, is that just for the wall or is that something that you actually use? That's my backup bow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a couple bows. I it's love it. My last year's bow. That's cool. So do you do mostly bow hunting? I'm kind of trending more and more that way now. Yeah. Um, like I really kind of got into rifle hunting to begin with and yeah, archery is just like such a different animal. We've been doing it for a long time. I feel like more experienced hunters go towards that just because it's more like hunter gatherer type. Yeah. I think a lot of guys like it for the challenge and then also like yeah. the diehards like it for the opportunity because there's like so much right. more opportunity for archery hunters. And then once you master the bow hunt, you just go straight to knife hunting. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't think anybody's ever mastered it. So they don't know <laughs> who knows what's next. Yeah. Spears maybe. <laughs> Spears and knives and then just bare hands. Yeah. And then like, I don't know. I don't know where like motor vehicles <laughs> land and all of that, but that's gotta be one of the disciplines. Just ramming into <laughs> with your truck. Yeah probably lower down the line so do you well okay so i guess to before we get too much into our normal conversation to introduce you (laughs) ben you're you're the famous shed crazy on instagram you're the instagram sensation are you like the most famous hunter in utah no 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 there's there's, you are (laughs) maybe maybe to those who know me but don't really know the hunting instagram world um, I have some buddies that are like mega big time, you know, that yeah. do really well. And That's true. I guess I do know a couple of them. Yeah. They've reached out to me and want to do some work, which I haven't ever done with them yet. Oh yeah. My buddy, Eric. Yeah. He reached out once or twice. He wanted to do like more lifestyle vlogging. Just yeah. have me follow him around for his day mm-hmm. for YouTube. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, Eric's killing it in this world. He's probably like, he's probably the most, he's probably number one. Really? Yeah. Like not in the whole hunting world, but probably close. 
Yeah. He's a killer. So you're you're a shed hunter. Yeah, that's kind of how I like pigeonhole myself to begin with. So explain to those of us heathens who don't <laughs> understand what um, shed hunting is. Yeah, so deer and elk species, um, at least the ones in this area, they shed their antlers every year. They drop them as part of their normal life cycle. So mm-hmm. they'll start growing them out, and then they will, you know, they drop them depending on the species, you know, like in the, at the end of winter, typically when they start the new growth. Yeah. So I just go out and find them, go out and hike where they spent their time in the winter and pick them up and pick uh, up antlers. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like my shtick. That's how I got into the whole social media thing. Yeah. But, um, nowadays it's a, you know, it's just part of what I do. So, and you make money doing that? Yeah. Um, most of the money comes from social media. Really? Yeah. Like sponsored posts? Yeah, I don't really like like doing sponsored posts. Like I, I have either. like longer term relationships with companies. Yeah, and uh, those are the ones I'd really try to foster and, and work with. Like, have some super awesome gear companies that I work with that pay me um, a yearly or a monthly amount or something. That's I see you work a lot with uh, like Mountain Ops, mm-hmm. Scree Gear, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't work with Scree anymore. Um, mm-hmm. They're one that I worked with in the beginning. They were a pretty cool company that I kind of got started out with, but. Yeah, Mountain Ops is a, a supplement company, hunting supplement company. and Like uh, dietary supplements? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Like stuff to help you on the mountain and then also... <laughs> Did you ever, like, create a line with them? Like, <laughs> the, like we, brownie? Had a, <laughs> we had a spoof line. Uh, we did. That was so funny, The man. Cosmic Brownie uh, Protein. <laughs> yeah, because I kind of got... I don't know. The people that listen to this probably have no idea who I am, so they won't get any of my inside jokes. But, um, like, I kind of, like, started making a lot of videos about Little Debbie's back in the day. Yeah. And then we did an April Fool's prank of, of Cosmic Brownie <laughs> yeah, flavor so protein. Funny. It was. It turned out pretty good. They, they shot it really professionally and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, and your acting was actually pretty spot on. Well, you know, I'm pretty talented. So. You're good. Yeah, you're a good actor. I had no idea. You're good at acting serious. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like how I survived most of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's acting serious. I think that's something you're really good at is uh, is like branding yourself. You've done a really good, really good job at branding yourself and getting people to follow you. Not only for your niche of like hunting and shed hunting specifically, mm-hmm. but like because of your personality. Oh, thanks, man. Like when I was working at the uh, firehouse in St. George. All the guys would be like watching your videos. Oh, you follow Shed Crazy? You follow Shed Crazy? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I know him personally. I'd always be happy to t- <laughs> tell people that I knew you personally. And they're like, man, he is so funny. I love his Cosmic Brownie videos. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a lot of people follow you for your personality, which I think is really smart. Well, thanks. It's been fun, man. And like, uh, I, I, you know, I, I kind of started this thing out like as a more serious hunting thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was my wife. She just told me, she's like, if you don't like put yourself, your true self out there to people, it'll never be what you want it to be. And so I started making jokes. And good advice. Videos and, yeah. and it really took off. So it's been cool. Yeah. I, th- I think if you take it too seriously, you can get burnt out a lot quicker. Oh yeah, for sure. You're going to make it fun and add your personality into it. Yeah. And it can actually become like a little bit of an escape from the real world. Yeah. To just kind of like be able to joke around and people get your inside jokes and yeah. humor and stuff. It's fun. It's fun to have like a few thousand people that laugh at your jokes. Yeah, totally. So you and I met working at Hurricane High School. Yeah, we were both very prestigious janitors. <laughs> prestigious. Yeah. Hanging out in janitor's closets and chit-chatting and <laughs> wasting time. <laughs> a lot of time. Dude, like... I well, still... not too much time. Not to the point of time theft, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. In case there's any <laughs> PR people, HR people from yeah. the district listening. Right. No, we did our jobs for yes, sure. Yes, of course. But... There was no two-hour lunches ever no it was happened. definitely a launching pad though i think probably for both of us 
Yeah. Like, it was like you were starting to do the photography thing pretty heavily at that time. And I was like, kind of like getting to the point where I was going to be done mm-hmm. working and do this full time. And mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have had like a job where I could spend a significant amount of time doing media, like, I don't know that I ever would have took it this yeah. far. So it was a good fit. Yeah. I think that it was, it was pretty cool being inspired by you, even though we're in completely different industries, I would say, like mm-hmm. I'm pretty much into like photography portraits landscapes yeah. and things and you're into hunting obviously but just the i don't know i feel like i i gained a lot of inspiration from you a lot of skills in my social media and just like what you were saying about not taking it quite so seriously sure. yeah and you were i mean you were a lot further in your instagram following than i was when i met you just a little bit and so i think that it's been yeah you're you're a person who i've been happy to know well, thanks, man. I feel like I've got a lot of value from your stuff too. Cause like my videography and stuff and cinematography is all like pretty beginner level, mm. but like watching a lot of your vlogs and your tutorials and your photo tutorials and stuff, I've picked up some. Oh yeah. That, have you watched some of those? Oh yeah. A lot of them. A nice. lot of them. Yeah. And I put a lot of that stuff into practice. It's probably at like a beginner level. Yeah. But I've seen my stuff take a step up in quality just from, from yeah. like the stuff well, thanks, that you man. out there. So have, has it been kind of a, a hindrance to have to film everything you do? For sure. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you'd rather just get out there and hunt. Oh, yeah. Like, the camera is, like, the best savior of animals that there is. Like, it stops me from killing so many things because I'm screwed. <laughs> She's like, oh, the shoot, there's a deer over there. Like, let me just yep. set my tripod, turn my camera on, Every and then I'll time. shoot it. Yeah, like that. those <laughs> critical seconds, you just lose them. Yeah. And like, the, you really only get the ones that cooperate. Right. So, it, it does. It saves, the camera saves so many animals. And like, Wow. It just adds a different element. Like shed hunting, obviously, is pretty easy because I'm just hiking around, set it up on a tripod. The shed's not going anywhere. But yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Actually, hunting it's it's a completely different ball game trying to self film. Yeah. Do you ever have to like set up your camera on the tripod, hit record, and like walk up a hill for the shot and mm-hmm. come back down, get your camera? Sometimes I do, but like then I always feel like an idiot because I want it to be like <laughs> I want it to be totally authentic. Yeah. So then like I'll always film myself coming back down to the camera and picking it up too. Just yeah. Then I make it a spoof. <laughs> on that shot but that's the thing i love about your personality it's just like a lot of uh like just making fun of the people that do that kind of stuff for real yeah i like to i like to poke fun at people and and man it rubs some people the wrong way and it's i love it i love it when that happens yeah that's something that i think because you probably get a lot of flack for just posting stuff on social media about like killing animals. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot from anti hunters and stuff. Yeah. But really like that kind of comes and goes like some anti hunter might get a hold of one of your pictures and share it somewhere. And then you'll have people show up for a day or two, but they forget about you pretty quick. Yeah. It's actually the people in the hunting world that are the worst, man. Really? Oh yeah. Other hunters that have different ideas about what you should be doing or like they hate the fact that social media is changing the face of oh, hunting. Huh. And so dude, there's some whiners out there. Like, yeah. Just straight cry babies. And uh, <laughs> I just I love, love I love how you post some of the conversations. <laughs> like I like how you egg them on a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> just have a little bit of fun with them. What was the, there was one you posted recently it was so funny to me it was like uh it was a person that comes back every once in a while like a uh a repeat customer i guess yeah i can't remember what it was about but it, was, it made me laugh so hard yeah i have i have a, just a handful of people that'll show up and just talk crap from time to time and yeah I, I love it because it's so easy to throw it back on them you know yeah. I, I had a uh i made a post a couple of days ago and it was about basically making fun of people who take pictures of stuff that happened, you know, three years ago and then mm-hmm. they post it without saying that it was three years ago Oh, just so they'll have something to post. You know? Right. 
and they leave the details out. And so I posted something like that <laughs> and some guy, and I was just like, Oh, one a great trick or a great trick or a tip for your Instagram is to post something that happened three years ago and just don't clarify it was three years ago. Did you tag with and like, uh, in the post? well, the thing is this guy <laughs> replied to that comment, that yeah. photo. Uh-huh. And he's like, for somebody who makes fun of everybody all the time, I'm not very impressed by you. That was his <laughs> comment, right? <laughs> So I just yeah. come back. I'm like, but yet here you are. Here you are. And, <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like, it's hard to find humble people nowadays. He's like, I guess I'll just sit on the sidelines and wait for you to try to blast me too. And I was like, <laughs> nice. oh, from talking smack to being the victim in two comments. That's pretty good. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was like, like little. I love how like witty that. you get so quickly. I, I'm <laughs> envious of that. I wish I could think of stuff so quick. Oh, it's that's one of the fun, most fun I have is just talking smack to people on Instagram yeah. in the comments. That's super funny. But I never seek them out. They always come to me. Like, I would never show up on their stuff and talk crap, you know. They, right. They always come to me. So, I'm like, ah, you took the bait. <laughs> you posted something recently that got me, too. Like, it was a, it was a post where, you know, Instagram, they censor the <laughs> <laughs> images. Because <laughs> if it's got, like, violence or right. nudity or something or whatever, they, they censor it. So, if you want to see it, you click see more. Right. But it was... <laughs> Yeah, what did you like? You posted a screenshot yeah, of that just, sensor. Yeah, I just posted a screenshot of a blurred out. Screen. I'm like, I'm tapping because I wanted to see. I'm like, I want to see. So I'm like tapping it over and over. <laughs> Dude, you don't believe the messages I got. People are like, I uninstalled Instagram and reinstalled it on my phone no trying to get way. this video to play. Because oh I, yeah, gosh. I put like a caption like, oh, I was hesitant to post this video. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure what to do in this situation. What would you have done? And that's yeah, like, it got me, man. That's the most liked picture I've ever put on Instagram. <laughs> it was just. The- <laughs> Uh, so awesome it's like stirring people up yeah you stir the pot it was fun so is instagram kind of your sweet spot or are you push still pushing youtube pretty heavily? i still push youtube pretty hard like youtube is probably youtube's better for monetization for sure you got in at a good time i think and yeah with your niche the industry you're in is really into youtube mm-hmm. and following more the story and more, more into youtube yeah so like when I when I started YouTube, there was really only like a few big hunting channels on YouTube, mm-hmm. and now it's way popular. But luckily, like I got the jump on most of those people, so yeah, I kind of have at least you know a platform to build on. And then uh, yeah. YouTube's YouTube's cool because um, people get like genuinely attached to like your personality, and after mm-hmm. a while, you get to the point where they'll watch whatever you make. Like even if you make like a real crappy video, you know, your regulars will still watch it. And yeah. They'll tell you that it's crappy and yeah, yeah. they don't, they don't care, you know, you're pretty consistent there for, you still are, I think. Yeah. I still try to do like two to three videos a week on YouTube. Really? Mm-hmm. Dang. That's, that's a lot of work. And I, every time I, I watch them, they're like 13, 15 minutes long. Yeah. yeah I used to cut them down like real short. Mm-hmm. And then like people were messaging me, like saying they wanted them longer. Like pretty consistently like oh come on dude show more. more often yeah yeah so i'm like okay so yeah i try to do 15 ish minute videos some and they are just out some are longer. they're just of your shed hunting adventures some of them yeah i, I do some cooking videos now oh um, yeah yeah i got hooked up with camp chef and oh, i've been okay. doing some cooking videos for them like they make smokers and grills and stuff yeah so um and i've been doing uh just different hunts just did a turkey hunt in texas oh i saw that and I saw your turkey hunt. I, I I used to watch your YouTube. I haven't been watching it lately. I, I to be honest, like I haven't been pushing YouTube at all anymore. Yeah, I've been watching it. I haven't been posting on it. Mm-hmm. I just don't really do anything with it anymore. It's it's too hard for. I don't if it's just me personally or my industry or what, but I cannot get any traction there, no matter how consistently I post. Yeah, it's kind of like a different thing, like different niches. I don't know. They they kind of gravitate toward different platforms. Yeah, I think photographers. I mean, some photographers obviously like 
videographers and stuff kill it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, for sure. But it's probably pretty saturated too, I would imagine. Yeah, it's just, it's too hard anymore. I But IGTV is good for me. Yeah, see, and that's stuff. something I don't mess with hardly at all. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm going, where I put all my video content. I get a lot of feedback and views on there. Yeah, it's cool with the new tool where they can swipe up and keep watching. Yeah. Because I've seen like a couple tutorials of yours that I know I've watched on IGTV, and I don't watch much Yeah, on IGTV. I don't consume much content there either. It's, it's not really like very good yet right. a lot of the content and it's not very searchable right but i think instagram is really pushing it lately so that's that might be why my content's doing well there it's just because they're pushing it so hard that's good so who knows man but yeah just different ni- niches and i think that it, instagram is just where mine does better yeah yeah that's kind of what you have to find and like test every time something new comes out, I'll test it like like Vero or whatever. You know? Oh yeah, that that's the one I was trying to remember the name of that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I think and I, I think there was something in the uh, uh, like the fine print that said that whatever you post, they own. Oh really? Yeah, and so people once they started figuring that out, they jumped off. Like, nope, never mind. They had like a really big push there. Like everybody was talking about it. Yeah, I saw Joe Rogan got on there, mm-hmm. and so that it got pretty huge. A lot of big people got on, but yeah, I, I, it's dead. Yeah. I was there for like two days. Yeah. It was pretty useless. Yeah. The functionality of it wasn't that great either, but you kind of have to be that way. You know, if, if something comes up and it seems like it's going to be up and coming, you don't want to get left behind. Yeah. It's like a constant fear. It's yeah. like, you're like, what's going to be the next big thing? Am I going to be ready for it or not? But right. What do you think's the next big thing? I don't know, man. I think Instagram is, is going to, is here to stay for at least a little longer. For sure with just how i mean they're kind of dominating that the social media like you see people deleting their facebook deleting their twitter but nobody's deleting their instagram i haven't heard anything else though have you not like as far as new platforms well i heard a little bit about minds you ever heard of minds Uh -uh. It's, it's i haven't even actually been on the site at all but i just heard a podcast about it um it's just a new social media site that they pay you for your content huh and then it's like guaranteed to be 100 percent chronologically oh and like you'll see all the content of the people that you follow guaranteed like your whole followership will see what you post it's just kind of like oh, it's nice. open source basically so everything that people hate about instagram right they're yeah. doing it and then they pay you like in i think that's like i can't remember which cryptocurrency it is but they like actually oh, it's pay a crypto you, yeah pay you for views and for mm. it's called mines yeah m-i-n-d-s I think it's M-I-N-E-S, like mining Bitcoin. Oh, like mines. Oh, okay. But I'm not positive. Huh. But yeah, that's one that I've thought about looking into. But I think the next thing, like I think VR will be huge. Oh, yeah. Like when it really gets, you know, a lot more content. Uh-huh. And then I think, uh, dude, I think live streaming. Is live streaming big. is big, yeah. I know that Facebook always pushes that pretty hard. If you post anything live, it's always favored. Oh, really? Yeah, same thing with YouTube. I, I, I used to do some live streaming on Instagram, but I haven't lately. I haven't either. We like when it first dropped, we were all about it. Yeah. And dude, we get huge views on our lives. Yeah. You'd always dropped. get a lot. You, you've always got a ton of views. I'm always so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's cause I was, I don't know. I don't know why it is, but it, uh, yeah. Like our lives back in the day, dude, they used to get, they get banging. You get like thousands of people on them. Yeah. But the latest thing I've heard with Instagram is that they're taking away the like count. Oh really? So like if you you can see how many people like your photos, but you can't see how many people have liked other people's photos. I actually heard about that too. Um I heard that and then I heard that they're also going to hide your follower count. Like how many See, I'm all for that. that. I think that that's good because a lot of people, especially young people, 
they're starting to attach their self-worth for sure to that kind of stuff. So I think that it's, it's good in my opinion. Yeah. I don't really have much of a problem with it. The only person I need to ever be able to show that information to is a potential partner or clients and stuff. Yeah. So as long as I can always show that and prove yeah. that, then, then, you know, cause it's such a big part of my business, but that's true. That's a good point. The companies that I work with though, too, it seems like they don't like, it seems like everybody used to care about numbers a lot. They'd be like, how many followers, how many likes per post? How What's many, your engagement rate? Yeah. And now it's like, the companies I'm partnered with now are like, we like you. We want to bring you on board. Yeah. And so it's I think cool. it's more about that. People like the, your work. If they mm-hmm. like you, your personality and they like your work and they think it would fit with their brand and they want to ha- have you expose that. Yeah. I think that's, that's more about what it's about lately. So what's like sponsorships like in the world that you're in? Is it like, are they brand deals? Yeah. So a lot of <clears throat> what I push a lot is videography. So I, people will contact me all the time, all the time and be like, Hey, do a post. We'll send you this free wallet oh, yeah. or whatever. I'm like, no, yeah, I get those. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to free anything. I, I just like, I'm down to do something for you for product exchange, but I don't want to do a picture or like a sponsored post. What yeah. if I like make a video for you and, uh, just for free, like you send me the wallet or whatever, I'll do it for free and I'll send you the video for you to use how you want. I don't want to post it on my Instagram. Sure. And so then they're like, okay, cool. And then most of the time they like it. They like my work that I give to mm-hmm. them. And so then that, that turns into a lasting partnership. I do, cool. I do it with a stipulation of them using me again. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that's how it works. And then they'll, they'll start paying me per project. That's awesome. So right now, like this, this company I'm wearing, their sweats ably. Uh-huh. I did. That's what I do with them. They're like, we want to see what kind of work you do. So mm-hmm. they sent me these sweats and like a couple other things. I made a video for them, just a test video they loved it. It was like a 20 second thing for their Instagram story uh-huh. and they really liked it. So then they, now they're making, they have, they're having me do three videos a month That's awesome. for them and they just pay me per video That's sweet. and I just have to find a model and just film the model wearing their clothes and huh. dude, that's, that's so cool. Cause yeah. like, that's like, they're paying you for your skill. That's yeah. cool. Cause yeah. I like, I never even would consider that because my videos are garbage. <laughs> I think like people are willing to look past. I think your videos are, or your pictures are going good, man. You 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 kind of upped your game with your equipment as far as camera gear. Yeah, I definitely took some leaps there, like in the last yeah. last year, especially uh-huh. like trying to get more in the DSLR game and get some better lenses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully people will recognize that. I don't know, but like everybody I've talked to, they're just like, oh, I don't care. I just think you're funny. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then why right? invest a whole <laughs> bunch of money in nicer gear? Well, I have a, I have a pretty good buddy that's um absolutely just crushing YouTube. You know, like like one point two or three million subs oh wow and uh he like for a while went mega high end everything like cinematography yeah edited and stuff and he realized they weren't performing any better yeah so he went back to just a straight sony vlog cam that's all he carries mm-hmm. shoots his whole video and he edits it final cut just like strung together no effects no music nothing and nice. he crushes and he's like yeah. oh, why am i gonna waste all that time editing yeah so it just i think it depends on the person and, and what the they audience. expect from you. Right. Yeah. yeah the how, audience how you build your audience. Because like people in my audience, they care about like quality cinematography. For sure. Because that's what they are consuming regularly. Right. And with the clients that I have, they need it to be good because right. it's what they're trying to sell. But with you, it's just like, it's more about the story. It's more about what you found. Yeah. It's more about the authenticity. And that's something I think that <clears throat> you're really good at. Like when you, there was a video I watched of yours where you were bow hunting and you like fired at this elk and you missed. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know what? I thought about not posting that or not filming that and 
adding that into the video, but whatever, like sometimes hunting is about missing and I came out with nothing. Yeah. I was like, that was cool. Like this is a hunting video and you came out empty handed, <laughs> but it was like awesome. Like just seeing what it's actually like. Yeah. I think that, um, people are more into authenticity Yeah, in whatever you're doing, you know, like they want to see the whole story. Yeah. For Cause sure. like, for, especially in the hunting world, I don't know how it is in your world, but like for the longest time it was so canned, like it was so fake. They were doing 18 minute TV episodes and it was like, Here's a shot of me walking to the field. There's the deer. Yeah. I shot the deer. Here's six sponsors. The end. Like yeah. that was the whole thing. And people got so burned out on that kind of content. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, these people are showing when their truck breaks down and they don't get a hunt, or they're showing when they're too broke or they're too. They oh, woke yeah. up late. Or I whatever. saw when your when your Jeep like, <laughs> like the what was it like your axle like broken half? Oh, that was just something. one of them. Like. Man, I can't even tell you. Me and my buddy Mike were trying to remember all the major vehicle incidents I've had like in the last two years. I bet that's a big part of what you go through because some of the terrain you're driving on. Yeah, my most recent one is I just separated a ball joint. But yeah, I put my CV axle just like my whole control (laughs) arm right in the dirt. And it was in your Instagram store is like, is this normal? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think it's supposed to look like that. That was so funny. I just love how it was like such a shitty situation, but you just made the best out of it. And just like we're, you just had like a good attitude and we're just making fun of it. Yeah. I love that. I don't know what else to do. It's like you just laugh so you don't cry. Yeah. And then just all your buddies came to the rescue. Yeah. My buddy Michael came out. We fixed it on the hill. That's pretty cool. It was fun. Made for a good video. Yeah. It's on YouTube. So that's awesome, man. So like, is that all you're doing is just Instagram and YouTube or are you, are you on any other platforms or do anything else that you're pushing? Um, those are my two main ones. Um, I do like, I'll, I've been on a handful of podcasts here and there. Um, and I've thought about starting some podcasts and I don't know, man, I, I want to do it. I just feel like too time consumed. I Cause this is your full time job. Yeah. This is what I do full time now. And I have three little kids, so yeah, I spend too much time gone as it is. And trying to balance that in home life it's uh it's a lot so i yeah. think a podcast could be good mm-hmm. but i'm hesitant to take on another thing well if you're already posting on youtube twice a week yeah and you're posting on instagram a couple times a week or however many you do i try to do daily yeah yeah i mean that's a lot of work man and you're editing all your own content mm-hmm. How, what do you use um i go back and forth like i i use final cut Oh, so you do have Final Cut? Uh-huh. And I used it for a while, and I got sick of it, and I went back. I used iMovie on my laptop. Oh, nice. It's so easy. It's free? Yeah. It's it's like I upgraded to Final Cut, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do so much more. And then I was like, why? Why am I paying for this? Yeah. Like, I can cut vlogs on my yeah on iMovie, no problem. That's cool. So until that fails me, I'll just use that. That's awesome, man. Super simple. So, yeah, I mean, if you've got all that on your plate, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. I kind of want to do – I had this idea for – uh podcast i want want to call it the shitty life coach yeah and i want it to be like a podcast about like uh the spoof yeah like like satirical and like sarcastic but basically you tell people like for example like listening to your critics right say that's Mm. your topic okay you tell people that they need to listen to their critics because like every time somebody criticizes you, they automatically le- reach like a new level of achievement, you know, mm-hmm. but you give them a whole bunch of just backwards ass life advice. Yeah. And then at the end, it helps them realize like, oh, I don't need to listen to my critics. Right. Because you just show them all the way that it's dumb to listen to your critics through sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know if it would do anything or not, but I had a few ideas written down that I thought might be kind of funny. I would love that. I would listen to it. 
I've seen some Instagram accounts like that where it's like bad life advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, think about dieting, try the meth diet. <laughs> right. You'll never eat. Exactly. <laughs> You'll lose right. so much weight. <laughs> <laughs> or I think about doing an episode about like how you need to talk to fat people if you want to learn how to lose weight. <laughs> like just ask fat people. They know, dude. They know everything, <laughs> yeah, obviously. They because they're always so the first funny. one to give you diet advice. You ever notice that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything about fat people because I am one. So I can, <laughs> it's like, I'm allowed to say it, but. Yeah. That's funny, man. Uh, what's the sponsored post like in your, in your industry? What's the sponsored life like? So I get like, I get a ton of those like emails that are like, try our flashlight. Yeah. Make a post. I don't do those either. I don't like one-off brand deals. Like I'd wait. Yeah. I mean, if the right one came along from a company, every once in a while I have a company like hit me up and as a trial run for mm-hmm. a potential relationship later, they'll want to do like a one-time brand deal, like maybe a post and a swipe up link or something. Oh, so that's what they want you to do. Yeah. It's pretty basic. Try and just drive traffic to their accounts or their yeah, website. They just want website traffic for X amount of dollars and yeah, and you can do it. And, um, I like I don't know, I like, I've been super lucky to have friends who are tied in with really, really good companies. And so I've been able to meet like the execs, the big marketing guys, the guys that have the say at some really, really big companies and, Mm -hmm. you know, meet them in casual settings and become friends with them. And they've turned into really good relationships over the years. That's Mm -hmm. the way I would rather do it. I would rather, I hate to email companies. I don't pitch companies. I don't like to call them and be like, Hey, I want to wear your stuff. I mean, I have, but I typically try to, Yeah, I've done that that too. I feel like it, it works better if it's like, like Hoyt is a good example of this. Um, the bow company mm-hmm. that I work with, I have a pretty casual relationship with them, but I mean, yeah. I just met their marketing guy at an archery shoot. Oh, um, cool. We shot together and just kind of shot the breeze. Mm-hmm. I was shooting a different brand of bow and I just gave him crap the whole day. I'm like, ah, you gotta get one of these, dude. These are nice. And at the end of the day, he's like the brand rep for Hoyt. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's like, throw that thing in the garbage and got me hooked up with a Hoyt. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Nice. So I like that kind of relationship more just yeah, meet, for sure. meet people. Cause I feel like brand deals are just, I don't like to follow people that do them all the time. Yeah. If, if it's people that are doing it regularly, you're like, dude, all you do is just post other people's stuff. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. basically another sponsored post. Yeah. It's just no thanks. Yep. So you have to be super picky about yeah. devaluing your brand. Yeah. And I think you only, it's hard too, because like I, I've had, I had an opportunity to work with a company that offered me a pile of money, like life changing kind of money, mm-hmm. but dude, I could not get behind their product. Really? Yeah. It was a camo huh. company. And, uh, which is kind of up your alley. It is. And the niche was there. Everything was there, but they had this super loud camo. I, it was, it was a bad fit. And I, people would have known that I would made fun of that camo. Right. Uh huh. And so they offered me an absurd amount of money and I told them I just couldn't do it. Dude, good for you, man. It's hard though. It was like enough money to like replace my income. Really? Yeah, it was hard. That's amazing though to like to stay that true to your brand I just and think, to your following. I think it would have been a huge mistake overall. I think people would have seen through it and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard though. It's hard to make those calls. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever, was it pretty recently? It was about two years ago. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard to, once you find your brand and when that gets challenged, it's, it's hard to like want to sell out Yeah. when it's what you're working for. This is a, it's, it's what you're trying to do It's you want to make money and put food on the table for your family, yeah. especially if you have kids For sure. and when you get that kind of money, <laughs> I haven't had anything like that. I've had certain companies that will reach out. I'm like, I just don't think it's a good fit. Yeah. Like I'm down to take pictures of your work and I'll let you use it for your, for sure. For your Instagram, which I do quite a bit of that That's for people. Cool. That's cool. Uh, but I'm like, I'm not going to post that on mine. Right. 
I think that company so. ought to understand that too. You know, if they can trade a product or like, you know, pay you for a really high quality social media post, that's something they're paying for elsewhere anyway. You know? Yeah. So that makes sense. It's hard when so many influencers in the industry of photography, they, they are willing to do exactly that. They're willing to, um, post something on their account just for a free product. Right. It's like, dude, you're killing it for the rest of us right. because now if the company comes to me and I'm actually like a good photographer and want to make money and I tell them no, because I don't just want a free t-shirt, mm-hmm. they're just going to go to you like somebody who's killing the industry and you're not going to grow anywhere from there. Right. Like you've already capped out and you're killing the industry for the rest of us. <laughs> well, that's the truth, man. And I've noticed that in the hunting world too. Like I'll have a company come to me and um, I'll be like, yeah, this is what I do. This is the kind of relationship I like to build. This is the price. Yeah. You know, and, um, they'll either, sometimes they won't respond when they hit their mouth and you're like, just know that they didn't want to stomach it. Yeah. And then you'll see like three or four of the same people that like other influencers in the industry. Like, Hey, they just look like they just came back to you. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, it's cool. I mean, like, I think it's all about knowing where you're at, but you have to be willing to like say no when it's not a good fit and you have to be willing to but at some point you have to stay if you want to get paid mm-hmm. you have to be like at some point be like i'm only doing paid deals now or yeah. it's gonna cost x amount or and then like you can make an exception here and there but you have to draw some pretty hard lines it's really hard to know your worth mm-hmm. i actually just had a gosh i hope it's okay for me to talk, talk about this <laughs> i had a I had a company reach out to me that wanted me to do like contract work where i was i was going to be basically an employee Mm -hmm. and like for good money but it was taking me away from being able to build my brand yeah so it was like contract stuff so i i said no to that i had another client who i do like intro deals like for people if they want to do like a wedding video or something you know or something small and it's their first time working with me i'll give them like an intro deal yeah you give them a little bit better price but then like they came back to me like hey cool we really liked your work a lot and we want you to come back and do another video for us like, okay, cool. Like, here's my regular price. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, that's way too much. We want your intro deal again. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Like, that's that's why it's called an intro deal. Right. Like, I've given you that. Um, they're like, well, you need to work with us because if if you work with us and give us this better deal, like, we'll promote you for this. We'll, we'll give you, you referrals. Yeah. We have all this stuff happening, all these events. We're really good people for you to know. I'm like, first of all, rude. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you like my work, pay me what I'm worth. Right. And and I think it's important for people like you and me to stick to that, like st- sure. stick to what you know you're worth because it says a lot about, I mean, you know, your the quality of your work is, sure. is there. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's sort of different for me, like the quality of my work. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't really know like what you would tell people who are trying to undersell you, but, or underprice you. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's so such a new way of negotiating, right? Like nobody was having this conversation even two years ago. Right. So like the marketing guys don't understand what's going on. We don't understand what's going on. So like we have to draw our own line in the sand to a degree. I'm yeah. Like I'm worth X. And then they ask you what that's based on. And you're like, well, that's what I get elsewhere. Yeah. This is what I've decided I'm going to work for. Yeah. And most of them understand it. Some of them won't, but that's okay. I've like learned it is so worth it to work with companies that want to work with you. Yeah. I chased some, some dreams in the beginning of this thing, you know, um, worked with some companies that just never realized my value. And, um, 
you just got to walk away from those things. You can't drag them out. You can't live on promises. You can't yeah. feed your family on, on promises. Like, right. Oh, you're going to get all these connections. You're going to get blown up. Right. We'll pay you at some point. It's just, you just got to let, yeah. you just got to walk away from those. Yeah. Family can't eat free wallets and free t-shirts. Sure. Yep. It doesn't work. Or yeah, it's just, yeah, it's funny. It's cause it's such, it's such a new thing. Like yeah. who, who knows? I think that in like five to 10 years, it won't, this won't really be a problem anymore. I think that creators will be, it'll be a lot easier for creators to, to say what they're worth and to make money. Like I've heard a a lot of people using Patreon. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have a Patreon account or whatever, but people just, it's basically like a subscription service and this isn't sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon. Patreon should be sponsored. Right. But yeah, like it's like a subscription service where people will pay you monthly, like Mm -hmm. just your friends, family, fans, whatever, pay you monthly just to keep creating. Yeah. I think it could be maybe something good for you, like people just paying you to create content for your Instagram, your, just to keep going out and finding antlers. Yeah. I've thought about doing it. I've always like had this hesitancy to ask for money from my followership, which is funny because... I mean, when you sell apparel or merchandise, that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, you're giving them a product that they want in exchange for helping you do what you do. Right. So there's, I don't think there's really anything like morally to worry about with it right. at all. I just, I've been hesitant. I don't know why. I've had like several people give me money, which is, you know, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, just like even at shows and stuff, I had this one guy walked up and handed me like 400 bucks. And he's just <laughs> like, dude, I love what you do. I love watching your stuff. Like I pay a cable bill. Dude. Yeah. People would totally oh, huge spider on me. Spider. Welcome oh my to my office, dude. <laughs> we just kill it real quick. Oh, dude, that's gnarly. Where's that big old thing? I don't know. It's yeah. on my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Keep things exciting. I'm we glad I didn't around. get bit. Yeah. That was uh, maybe like kind of sketched out now. Yeah. I wonder if there's any more around here. It's a whole nest of them. Probably <laughs> only on that couch. Great. <laughs> um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. So like, I think that you could make pretty good money actually from doing Patreon. Just ask people for some, for some money. More. I have a, it's a hard ask, but I, I don't know. Maybe someday it'll be to that point. Yeah. If I can go, if I can support my family without it, that would be cool. But yeah. I think, especially in the hunting world, I don't know if it's like that everywhere else. People are super hesitant. Like they get really put off by anybody asking like to be compensated. It's yeah. weird. It's really weird. Like. Um, I've just seen a lot of backlash with people even start selling apparel and they're like, who are you to be selling apparel? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I tried doing that too. Actually. I saw yours, which another thing that was inspired. I actually went to the same people Oh yeah. who, who printed your shirts, mm-hmm. the, the same, the same place, Eagle Eye. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't do very well though with my apparel sales. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been something I've, I've been very profitable with. Has, yeah. has yours done pretty well? Um, yeah, I, I usually... I don't know about numbers. Um, like you do hats and shirts. Yeah, I do hats and shirts. Like usually I can count on apparel for about a thousand bucks a month. Oh, wow. Um, which it's hard, man. There's a lot of guys really struggling with it, but we're lucky in our industry to have ba- the hush guys, my buddy, Eric, those guys paved the way. Yeah. They crush it. I mean, they absolutely kill it on apparel and they created a lot of customer base for the rest of us too. Huh. Cause now there's guys who are used to just buying, supporting those guys through apparel. Yeah. And then, I think they just created kind of customers. So we're how do you market that. your apparel? Um, I wear it in just my videos it. all the time. Yeah, um, you I'll get a lot of it. you get a lot of eyes on your on your videos too yeah. on, on YouTube. So that's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I wear it in my videos. People ask about it there. I'll, I send it to some 
buddies that are kind of like influencers and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, I give a little bit of it away here and there. I give a lot of mine away. Yeah. To be honest. It's, like a, a, it's really a good move. Yeah. It comes back usually. Yeah. I've, I've sold some, but yeah, not, not a thousand a month. That's for sure. Yeah. And like that number, that's probably gross sales, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like, we'll have really good, like the, the hunting expo in Salt Lake. Like I sold everything I had pretty much. Like I need my, to do that, man. I need to go to more like conventions, expos and like mm-hmm. meetups and stuff. I, I see you doing a lot of that and that's really smart. It's a, it's like a very good networking opportunity, like yeah. not only with partners in the industry, but just like FaceTime with, with the people that are supporting you. Yeah. I find it super valuable. I think it's really underutilized. Right. And are the ones that you go to just up in Salt Lake? I go everywhere, man. Like, really? yeah, this year and last year, like I went to shows, um, I went to one in Portland Mm. Oh um, yeah, yeah. We were. I was. Yeah, you asked me to come meet up with you up there. Yeah. I was in Oregon the same time uh-huh. you were there. Yeah, I went that's cool. To that one, I've been to them in like Sacramento. I've been to. I go to archery shoots this year. I'm going to archery shoot in South Dakota. One in Pennsylvania. Cool. Nice. Um, I do just like just different events. Uh huh. Um, anywhere, and it doesn't have to be. It's not like, like I don't know. I think people think you're going to show up and expect to be recognized and like, oh, everybody can meet me. Yeah, you know, it's not like that. You just go hang out with people. Yeah, people and, in the uh, same industry as you. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. That's been the best way I've made like company, like contact with companies. Yeah. Too. Do you have to pay to like play in those kinds of situations? Typically, like I've been really lucky that usually I'll go with partners or yeah. sponsors. Um, oh, okay. Like the guys from Canvas Cutter, they... Um, they're a cool company that I work with. They've taken me to a lot of archery events and they like pay for me basically in exchange for me to be like spend time in their booth mm-hmm. and like draw, bring some people to the booth. Um, they'll pay for me to travel out and shoot at the event and then nice. I'll, I'll help them sell bedrolls while we're out there. So it's kind of a trade. Yeah, that's cool. It works out pretty well. So talk to me about like your, uh, how you got your start. Like you, I'm, so you're working as a <clears throat> as a janitor, and what did it take to like jump ship and go full time into this entrepreneurship world? Uh, youthful stupidity—that's what <laughs> I'll call it. I don't know. Um, so I started building my Instagram like probably in 2012, 2013. Yeah, so um, kind of the very beginning of Instagram. Then yeah, it was like the new cool thing, right? And yeah. I wasn't—I mean, I'm not a young dude. I'm in my mid 30s, like so. I was like, Facebook. well, it feels young, but I don't, people think <laughs> I'm 30, all the people that I sell stuff to are 14. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I started doing, uh, face, I grew up on Facebook, like after, um, not my space after high school and stuff. I had my space and <laughs> nice. did had some really good songs on there. <laughs> yeah, so Same. probably still there. Who knows? <laughs> so I had a Facebook and stuff and then, um, people start talking about Instagram and I'm like, whatever. So I made an Instagram, a personal one for myself Yeah, and I liked it, like the format of it. And so I started a hunting one cause I saw a couple hunting ones like really starting to take off mm-hmm. and I started a shed hunting one cause I was like newly obsessed with shed hunting. And so, uh, I just started documenting what I was doing and it grew pretty, you know, at a decent clip. It got to a few thousand followers mm-hmm. and then my wife kind of told me to, you know, to put a little comedy into it. So I did. And really when Instagram went to video, um, when you could post videos on there was when my stuff really started blowing up. I think it was cause you're posting memes and stuff a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I could that. post video memes and then the, it was a new feature. I think they were prioritizing it. Yeah. Like everything I would post would end up on the explore page like super quick. Oh yeah. 
So I just started making stupid videos in my janitor closet, making fun of the hunting industry and just yeah. like kind of the norms and just inside jokes that all hunters would get. Mm -hmm. And those really started popping off. And I got to almost 10,000 followers. And then the guys who are now some of my best friends, um, the guys from Hush, um, they kind of contacted me. They're like, dude, we think it's so funny what you're doing. Like, we yeah. want to help build you up. Like, we're going to get you over 10,000 followers. Uh -huh. I think I had like nine five or something yeah posted a couple of my videos and i went to like thirteen thousand and just like oh nice like a week and i was <laughs> nice. like oh my gosh and so um i started thinking about doing it full time and i started talking so you're to still full time at the school. yeah i was working at the school and i was work nights and i was just making videos in my janitor closet also when i met you you were into fire like you were th thinking about mm -hmm. going the firefighter route yeah so that's actually the reason i moved down and got the job at the school um i did my advanced and my basic emt uh -huh. in cedar and then i moved down here I actually was had to wait a year to enroll in a paramedic program mm -hmm. um, at Dixie State. Oh, so you did enroll in paramedic? Well, I enrolled in the, in, uh, um, the Dixie. It was a kind of a complicated thing. The tech school was going to take the program over. That's where I got my ad advanced. was through Dixie ATC. Uh -huh. So they were going to take the paramedic over. Yeah. So I enrolled with them, and then the, pro the program got canceled. Oh. So Dixie State kept the program. So I had to wait another year to enroll. I moved down to work at the school to kill the year Yeah. before I enrolled in paramedic school. I was going to be a firefighter uh -huh. and then decided that I liked this a lot more. Nice. So, um, yeah, I got to where I had like a little bit of money starting to come in. Um, Mountain Ops was the first company to ever send me a check. Mm -hmm. Um, I had really good talks with the owners of them. They're like, let's do big things together. It got me really pumped up. Yeah. And so I quit quit my job January 21st, 2017. Nice. Vlogged it, the whole thing, put it on YouTube and walked out. Were you the door. scared? Not really. I would have been, dude. <laughs> well, I was. I just quit in December. Yeah. 2018. I mean, it's intense for sure. I was scared, dude. I mean, having that family support's good. Like I have a wife who works. For sure. And I did, uh, my wife had a job. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the time she had a teaching job and that was actually part of it. Well, she and I went through a whole thing where we got completely out of debt. Yeah. So we like financially, we were in a really good place. Uh -huh. And then she got a full-time teaching job and we had two incomes, my income and her income. And we were getting really comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, she was like, I don't want to get used to living on this much money. Like we were pulling in a good amount of money per month. Sure. She's like, if we get used to this, we'll never get out. Like, we'll just get used to living on this much money. We'll have to do it forever. She's like, I'm like, well, I'll quit. Said, okay. <laughs> so I did. So I have to help me twice. Right. So I put in the two weeks, quit the job and, uh, just been going balls to the walls trying to make this thing go ever since two years yeah just hit two years nice that's awesome man have you have you gotten to the point where you've like surpassed or, or at least replaced your income that you were making yeah so um i negotiate my contracts annually for the most part and so when we negotiated oh, cool. for um 2019 we left that janitor income in the dust nice man so it felt really good so with these companies you work with you you do they pay you like monthly or they give you like an annual just salary how, how does that work most of them that i work with are broke down into either monthly payments or quarterly payments oh, okay and they just give me that and it's cool thing is like i've been super lucky to like handpick amazing companies and they don't like they don't make me do things i don't want to do mm -hmm. they like let leave it up to me to like find a cool way a way that makes sense a way that you would do it anyway yeah and they don't have like a required amount of monthly you. posts. Right. They're like, go do your thing. We know that yeah. you'll, you'll provide value. 
Yeah. And like, if you find partners like that, that's what makes all the difference in the world. That's awesome, man. Just people who know you, trust you, and just like your content, like your personality, and want you to just go do what you do yep. with them. Yep, do your thing. That's freaking cool, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> just passing up your... <laughs> that's so freaking cool. Like, just you're comfortable with your income. You're out of debt. And you're like, just let me just chase this dream real quick. Yeah. Two years uh, later, you're already past where you were well i thought i'd do it in six so, months like i'm like oh i'm gonna just crush this six yeah. months after i quit i'm like oh shit i'm not making hardly anything <laughs> then even a year i'm like oh man i'm not getting by yeah a year and a half i'm like okay things are starting to turn i yeah. have prospects and then that second year like a whole bunch of the companies i've been working with for a couple of years they dude that's came, so amazing came through so. that's so amazing i'm yeah i'm, I'm about five months of quitting my full-time job. That's and, awesome. How's it going? Uh, well, I, I wasn't full-time. I was part-time with the fire department, but it's okay. Like some months are better than others for yeah. sure. Um, but I waited until my photography income matched my yeah. fire income. Yeah. And then I quit. And so some months I, I, I make more. Sure. And then other months I make way less. Yeah, that's how I am too. So, it's always feast and famine. But... Yeah, the first year that I that I was doing it, I, I made more than for the annual like the annual salary. I made more in eight nine months than I did at, with a year with my other like fire job. That's awesome. That's way awesome. So this is my first like 2019 will be my first full year of doing it like dude, my full fiscal so year cool. dude how crazy <laughs> is it now, dude? There's like never been times like this. I know. Yeah, where you can just. Be like, I'm not gonna have a job anymore. I'm yeah. just gonna do this thing I like. I really love it. Like the freedom is nice, and it takes a lot of discipline for sure. Yeah. I don't know how it is for you, like how many hours you put in a week, but and there's some there's some days do where I do nothing. Like yeah. I, just, I lay down, and I watch TV. Oh, it's hard to like. It's hard to stay motivated. Yeah, it is. And I, I mean, you have got kids and stuff, which mm-hmm. probably helps. I don't have any. Yeah. So I don't really. <laughs> It's kind of just myself and my, and my wife. She makes enough money to pay for all of our bills by herself. Yeah. So everything I make is pretty much just supplemental, I guess. That's cool. Um, but it, I I don't want to let that hold me back from oh, yeah. from you pushing. Got to be going bigger. Like that's how it was the first you know first little while. My wife was paying the bills, and I was this was basically trying to pay for itself. Yeah. And uh, if I wouldn't have had that for that first little bit, it would have been. impossible yeah she definitely yeah i definitely owe my wife a lot of money (laughs) it's written down i know how much (laughs) and love (laughs) yeah but it's hard man sometimes it's tough for her to like i'm just living my dream you know doing whatever i want to do and i travel a lot and uh so i'm I'm away from home Mm. quite a bit and it's 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 only getting more yeah it's only becoming more away from home yeah same with me but she gets mad sometimes, but you know, it's just, she, it's what she signed up for and she said yes to it and she, she is on board and she's very supportive and loving towards it. But yeah, some days it's pretty hard for her. For sure. But I, I, I want to give her that chance, you know, to pursue her dreams. Right. And I, I feel like I have, I've given her that, but sometimes, you know, when somebody who has a full-time job for somebody else watching their partner not have a boss and like Uh be able to do whatever they want and travel and make their own life. It's, it's, I think sometimes she's a little bit envious. Oh, for sure. And I know my wife gets like that too. Like she's not necessarily envious of the things I'm doing, but she expects me to like come home relaxed, you know, like I'll go out for three or four days and I'll like work my butt off and hike and, and film and do all this stuff. And then I come home and she's like, 
acts like I just got back from vacation. Oh yeah. You know? And so she's tired. She's been taking care of the kids by herself and handling life yeah. by herself. And she's like, well, you've been doing what you want. Yeah. But I've been sleeping on a canvas for like, well, four I days. Mean, yes, it is what I want, but it's still exhausting. It's still a lot so, of work. Yeah. She's understanding for the most part. She does really well, but like, there's always going to be those moments where it's like, yeah, I, any, I don't know. I, if she, uh, I try to look at it. If the roles were reversed, you know, if, if she was staying home with, if I was staying home with the kids and she was going to whatever she wanted to do all the time, then I, I totally understand. Yeah. It's good. You're able to do that though. Like look at it from her perspective and see what's, it's kind of hard. And every time I like try to think like her, then I get this whiny voice in my head. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so what's next for you, man? What do you, what are you up to now? What's some of your ambitions you're pushing? I really want to find, um, I want to start a business. Like, I guess this is a business, you know, like having apparel line and I have this stuff, but I'd like to have a physical product and like sell it and build like a, kind of like a, a legit business. I have a few ideas, but I just don't, I don't know when I'm going to have time. A physical product like what? I have a couple ideas like, um, just for, I don't know, something in the hunting industry. Like a bow? I don't think I would probably get that technical. Like my dad has a really cool idea for a game cart, like which is just like a one-wheeled cart that you use to haul stuff in and out of the hills. It's really, oh. really well-designed and well-built. Like I thought about doing something with that. or To like haul sheds? Mm-hmm. Oh, you could okay. haul sheds or you could haul like when you kill an elk, you know, you can haul a whole elk. With oh, it. yeah. It's pretty insane. It's a huh. really, really cool idea, and it, it's all done and built. Um, oh, wow. Do you have then, a prototype already built? Yeah, I use it every year. It's awesome. Oh, wow, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Um, that'd be fun. Um, I'd like to I'd like to get my dad. My dad owns a business, and it runs his life. He's it's, sick of it. It's gravestones, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He, like, makes gravestones? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I worked with him for, like, eight years there. Yeah. And uh, he's sick of it. Yeah. He's over it. <laughs> and I, if I could buy his business and just close it and make him retire... <laughs> And then take him on a bunch of adventures. Like, do you have a gravestone built for yourself? No, I don't care at all about it. I don't think I'll probably ever have one. (laughs) Just like freaking burn me up and throw me in the trash. I don't care. (laughs) Put me in a dumpster behind McDonald's. So depressing. (laughs) I just don't care, man. Like, I don't think it could matter that much. You know? Yeah. So depressing. Your dad has a business. You might as well. I know. I probably maybe I'm like the only person that's burned out on headstones. Like, I just don't care. So you're thinking about buying up his business and then... Yeah. Honestly, I would probably just buy it and liquidate it and so he could retire. Yeah. And then just um, turn it into a a product, just build a product. Yeah. Maybe me and him could do something together. I don't know. Like all of my ambitions that I have at this point are like based on the fact that someday I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) That may or may not happen. So So you're just thinking thinking about it from a business standpoint. Like what can you sell? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd like to do something like that. I thought about starting a podcast and... Mostly, I'm just going to hunt as much as I can. Yeah. Going to Australia this summer to hunt. Oh, no way. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Red stag? Um, I don't know if we'll get to hunt red stag. Stags are not. Um, they're not. They're are you impressed that I knew that? It was good. It was good. <laughs> I thought you'd be more impressed <laughs> that I knew that red stag. Did you stag... do research before? You're like, maybe he's going to no. talk about Australia. <laughs> no. I have a lot of hunter friends, actually. Yeah. Like, uh well, I thought it was New Zealand actually that was red stag. Isn't yeah, it? there's there they have them in both places. New Zealand's like more famous for the giant ones because oh, okay. they raise them on farms. Yeah, but Australia does have them free range red stag. So good, some kangaroo. Good guess. I don't know, dude. I don't know. They say like, <laughs> bring me back some kanga jerky. I hear it's not that good. 
Really? Yeah, and I hear it's kind of like a faux pas. Like, you're not supposed to, like, oh. kill kangaroos. They have to. They're massively overpopulated. But they're like, yeah. you could shoot them, but you can't post it on social media. That's kind of what they told us. Because it's so, like, so incendiary. People get so yeah. mad about it. And Australia is loaded with anti-hunters. Yeah, well, they've got a lot of, like, exotic animals there. They do, but most of them are invasive. They're, oh. not, they're not native. And, mm-hmm. like, most of the deer species... Um, dingoes and stuff i don't know about dingoes but like the deer and like the pigs uh-huh. are doing massive habitat damage oh. and they're killing non they're killing native species like pigs do terrible things to ground nesting birds they yeah. like, just wipe them out but yeah so that's we're, we're going to be hunting a bunch of non-native species that are trying to the government basically pays to control them. yeah a lot of people don't believe in the population control stuff huh no it's um it's always a hot topic Dude, one time I went to Iceland and I ate whale because mm-hmm. it's legal to hunt whale there. I mean, it's it's not like <clears throat> it's mainly just to support the tourism, like the people <laughs> like me. So it's legal, but it's really dirty. Yeah, the idiots who go there to I want to try some whale, try whale like me. Yeah, the Americans. So whatever. Like I didn't know that. I didn't do my research. Which shame on me. Sure, but like I went to a restaurant. It was a Viking restaurant, and I was looking through the menu. And it said whale. I was like, try that. Like, sure, I'll try some whale. Like, seems yeah. pretty local. And I did, and it was just tasted like beef. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's, I mean, whale's a mammal. Like, it's just the, red meat, huh? Yeah, it was, I mean, it just looked like a steak. Huh. Maybe it was just beef. It, it wasn't fishy at all. <laughs> yeah, what if it was? Just, <laughs> I'd be so pissed. <laughs> but anyway, I posted on social media and I got ripped to pieces. I bet. Ripped to pieces because it's illegal in the States. Mm hmm. So yeah, it's so funny though, happy. man. People judge everything, everything through the lens of us here in the United States. Yeah, and it's such a weird thing. Like, there's so many hot. They, they talk. They talk about the hierarchy of animals, right? Yeah, it totally exists. Like Steve Rinella, who's like a famous outdoor writer, talks about charismatic megafauna. Uh-huh. It's like there's <laughs> these certain animals, right? Never heard of that word. That you're not allowed. Like if you shoot a giraffe, you are scum of the earth, right? Yeah. But nobody cares about warthogs because they're ugly, right? Shoot as many warthogs as you want. <laughs> yeah. It's always like, oh, you shot an African lion. Well, you know, you're the worst. But right. oh, you can shoot all these other smaller cats. And nobody cares because they're uglier. It's so weird. Yeah. But it's definitely like it's real. You shoot a wolf, dude. Even though wolves are like, they need to be managed like any other animal that are part of sure. the bigger picture, like population control is every bit as important for them as anything else. Yeah. You will get ripped on social media. Yeah. Coyotes and cougars, I hear, are really a problem in mm-hmm. California. Like they're killing people and dogs and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, no, don't kill them. Yeah. It's so weird. They keep Save voting the coyotes. against science. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. Is that, And the f- craziest thing is that the laws are made contrary to what I mean, it's like British Columbia just banned all grizzly bear hunting. Oh wow! Because it was voted that way, the population said that they didn't want grizzly bear hunting. Well, they're massively overpopulated. But man has always hunted. That's like how for population sure. control has always occurred for thousands of years. Yeah, man. I mean, grizzly bears don't have any predator besides men. So like, right? I mean, obviously, bears eat each other. But like, if you if you take that away then what are you going to have? All you're going to have is problems. They're going to wipe out all the smaller classes of animals. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it'll balance itself out eventually. Well, it won't because... We're the only predators for grizzlies. Right. They don't understand that. we've been the controlling population force of those animals forever. 
Yeah. So they can't balance because we are part of the balance. Right. Yeah. That's but, a good point. Science, man. Dude, conservation, something I'm super, super passionate about. and it's I can so, hear it in your voice. It's so frustrating to see people just throw science out the window for yeah. emotion. It's yeah. so frustrating. I know. I listened to a lot of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and Cam yeah. Haynes came on it and I was like, it, he was super educational. I'm like, dude, that makes so much sense. I don't know why people don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe and Cam are both awesome voices for it. Like they're helping people because they do so much outside of the industry, outside of the hunting world. Yeah. They reach such a large audience. That's true. Cam, Cam is a Cam's a buddy of mine. Yeah. I like to tell people that because it makes me look important. That's how I feel about you. <laughs> I like to tell people I know Shed Crazy. It's a hierarchy. I know his first, his actual name and his actual last name too. <laughs> what? And I can pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so with all your hunting, like what, have you ever had any crazy encounters with, with animals like you're hunting an animal and then it tries to hunt you kind of thing or run into wolves or cougars or anything? Yeah, I've had, I've had a few. Um, the craziest one I ever had was a bear hunt in, um, in Canada. It was actually the trip I shot this nice bear that's on the table in front of us. It's beautiful. Yeah, he is. He's pretty. So, um, you, you shot this? I did. Uh, I killed that bear with my bow. Wow. Um, was that a grizzly? It's um it's a black bear. It's a color fl- color phase black bear. Oh okay. So sometimes they do crazy colors and it's so soft. It's very rare um in that particular area to have a bear of this color. Um, yeah. The people that we were hunting with had like something like two hundred bears on trail camera, and they only had two bears that weren't black, like jet black, and this was one of them. Wow, and you shot one of them. Yeah. So people hate me extra a lot for shooting <laughs> a unique bear, but like they are so overpopulated. You are a controversial human being. That's, that's what I do. Um, but yeah, like the bears in Northern Saskatchewan are just, I mean, they're the only large predator really in that area. I guess there are a few wolves, but yeah, they have to be managed anyway. Um, so I shot this, this bear the first night we were there, like the very first night got lucky. This bear showed up, was able to take it and, um, super happy with it. So I decided to go film for my buddy who was still hunting. Um, I think it was two days later we were in tree stands um, and the bears would come into a bait, uh, bait site. And, um, I was filming. So we showed up to the bait site in a boat. Um, there's a guide, he'll drive you to the bait site and then he'll leave and you go get in the tree stands and the bears come with a bow and hopefully you can get a shot at him. Mm-hmm. So he, as soon as we pulled up, we noticed there was a bear sitting already on the bait. Yeah. And so usually they'll see you and run away. They're very like timid. Yeah. This bear didn't, didn't care. He just like sat down on his haunches and looked at us like, what are you going to do? Oh, wow. So my buddy Casey's like, well, <laughs> let's sneak over there. And if he's big, like we'll shoot him. So we got off the boat and we started sneaking over there and uh, we got over there and we're like, oh, he's kind of like young, you know, not really like what we're looking for. Um, pretty How you tell him? It was just small. Yeah. It was a little bit small. Oh, and okay. like part of the harvest objective in that area is you want to shoot mature bears. Oh, okay. You want to shoot mature male bears because that's the best for what they're trying to do yeah. with the population. Right. Okay. So we decided we were just going to get in the stands. So we climbed up the stands. The guide that was with us got back in the boat and he started backing the boat out to like leave. Mm-hmm. And the bear went running down to the shore, got like 10 feet away from him when he was backing out like pretty aggressively. Oh, wow. So we're sitting there in the trees. We're like, oh, and it's about this point. Because bears can climb trees, oh, people. Man. Like you can't believe how good bears can climb trees. Right. So... I didn't have a gun. So you're up in a tree. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I didn't have bear spray. Nothing. And my buddy has a bow. That's it. So <laughs> we're sitting in this tree. Why did you have anything? I didn't 
I don't know. It was the first time I'd ever hunted bears. I didn't know. <laughs> so all you had was a camera in your hand. That's it. Just holding on a okay. camera. <laughs> you so, probably hit it with the camera. <laughs> it went through my head. So he leaves. The guide leaves. Backs out. The bear goes running down. Uh-huh. And um, we climb up the trees. The bear watches him leave. And then it comes. And it looks. So we're in two separate trees about five feet apart, me and my buddy. Yeah. Stands between our two trees. Looks up at me. Looks up at my buddy. And then just runs up my tree. What? Yeah. Are you guys in the same tree? No, we're in two separate Oh, ones, my gosh, dude. So as soon as it starts climbing, like it gets up, it's all four legs on the tree, and it's coming. We started yelling at it. We're like, bear, bear, hey, hey, hey. Why is this bear so aggressive? Well, come to find out, like the adolescent ones like that are just aggressive. Like they're recently kicked out of the, the den. They recently wow. out with their mom. So they're he's hungry climbing and, up your tree. Yeah, so he's either trying to defend the bait or eat us, like pretty much, just to see if we're edible. So I yell at him. He goes back down the tree, backs up, and turns to come up the tree again. Exact same scenario. And so, what's going through your start, mind? Oh, I'm just freaking terrified. Like this thing's gonna eat me. Yeah. He's making eye contact with me. He's baring his teeth. He's growling like he's. Oh my gosh, Super dude. aggressive. So he comes no up thanks. my tree again. I yell at him again. He goes back down, and I turn to my friend Casey and I'm like, "Shoot that bear." I might have said a different word, but <laughs> shoot, shoot the bear, that please. Bear. And so the bear kind of like looped over this way and it was getting ready to come again. And my buddy shot it with his bow, uh-huh. made a perfect heart shot, killed it and ran up the hill and died. No way, and dude. I've never had an adrenaline dump like that. <sighs> like my, you owe him dude, your life. Oh, I started crying. Like just, I bet. oh my gosh, it was so scary. So intense. How long ago was that? That was in 2000 and. 16. Oh, okay. It was right huh. right after I quit the school. No, it was about six months after I quit the school. So maybe 2017? 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would have been Wow, dude. Wow. That's insane, Dude, man. it was... Oh, my gosh. You carry bear spray now? No, I have not learned, <laughs> not learned my lesson. I haven't been back there, though. That area is super, super bear dense. And yeah. uh, so, yeah, he killed that bear, and everything was fine. Like, we had a big emotional moment. And uh, the video's on YouTube. If anybody wants to see it, I need about, to watch that. Got about 300,000 views. Wait, did you film the bear? So I tried, um, but I was just a bumbling mess. I yeah. got a little bit of footage of it on the ground. Yeah. A little bit of it like starting towards me, but you can't, you, it, you don't really see it climb the tree or anything. Like, yeah. You just kind of hear us yelling at it. There's a bunch of chaos, a bunch of bleeped out cuss words. Oh, but you were, you were recording the whole time. I got yeah, the shot on camera, like when you shot the bear. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And it was such a relief because, like, in the video, I'm like, shoot him, shoot him. Yeah. He shoots him. I'm like, oh, smoked him. Like, I was like, fine. <laughs> like, after that. But then. Uh, Everything's good. Everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm like, okay, the bear's dead. We're yeah. fine. But it was way intense. And, dude, the people, oh, they just grilled us in the comments, dude. The comments in really? that video are the worst ever. Ugh, I bet, dude. But all oh, these fat redneck pieces of shit. Just like. <laughs> but it's all right. It's got a ton of views. <laughs> yeah. It's on the Hush. The Hushin' channel. There is a version of it on my channel, too. I put my version up. Nice. So, yeah. With the cuss words in it? I cut them just because yeah. I didn't want. I don't know why. I usually cut them out of my videos. Your kids might see. Yeah. Yeah, they all, they watch all my videos. Family friendly, everybody. Yeah, I try to keep it like that. Yeah. That's uh, cool, man. A lot of young young kids watching my stuff, and I don't want to be the place that they pick up bad habits. Good for you. But Well, what kind of things can you leave with us, with the audience? What kind of tips and advice do you want to give us? So the only real thing that I can think of is that if there's something that you want to do, whether it's like a hobby 
or a passion, if there's something that keeps you up at night because you can't stand to not do it, like if you think about it, think about it, think about it, just find a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean it has to be your job. It doesn't mean that you have to make it your whole life. But like if you're passionate about photography, if you're passionate about fishing, if you're passionate about hunting, golf, I don't care what it is, go for it. Because there are people getting paid to do every single hobby in the whole world. Everything that somebody is paying to do and is doing for recreation, somebody else is getting paid to do and doing it for a job. Mm-hmm. So you can find a way to make it a part of your life and at least get it to pay for itself. Yeah. If nothing else, get the hobby to pay for itself. And I just think people, I know myself, I'm genuinely happier when I'm chasing things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I think that, I remember some of those really late nights. We were working at the high school, like those shifts that went to like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. We'd just be chilling in the office after we'd completed all of our work Perfect. on our break time. We'd just be chilling in the office just like talking about our passions, like you about hunting, me about I didn't really know, like I guess travel mm-hmm. and photography back then and just like dreaming, talking about how we, how badly we wanted to make it work, how badly we wanted to just do it full time and just not be cleaning toilets anymore. For sure. I loved that. That was, those were some good times, just kind of instilling that passion and that ambition inside of us. For sure. At least for me. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Like talking about it. Yeah. Finding like-minded people. Like that's the other advice I would give is just like, yeah. Find like-minded people, find people who encourage you instead of tell you that you like need to be realistic. Need to be stable. Yeah. That's such a load of bullshit. Yeah. You don't need to be stable. Like, be unstable. Yeah, man. Be uncomfortable. Like figure that's it important. out. Like struggle, put things on hold. Like you don't have to own a house right now, bro. Like calm down. Yeah. You don't have to buy a nice car. You don't have to have the top of the line gear. You don't have to do any of that stuff. What you need to do is find what makes you happy. And like all the rest of it can come later on. And it will come probably quicker than you think. I think so. I think that's true. Like think about like I used to never be able to afford like the nicest hunting gear. I used to never be able to afford to go on these hunts and the trips and everything. And that's just being handed to you. Right. When I quit caring about all that stuff, yeah. The door opened to everything that I thought I wanted all along. That's awesome, man. So I think it's good to be flexible. Yeah, just chase it. That's good advice. And if you're happy with a nine to five, do your nine to five. That's fine too. Yeah. That's true. Not hating on anything. No. Just do what makes you happy. Well, dude, thanks for letting me come and chill in your office. I'm glad I didn't get bit by a spider. I'm sorry <laughs> that I killed it on your couch. Uh, I don't care. Obviously, if I cared about the state of this office, there probably wouldn't have been a spider in here in the first place. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, where should people uh, follow you? So Instagram, everything's really shed crazy. So S-H-E-D-C-R-A-Z-Y, um, Instagram, YouTube. LinkedIn. Check me out on LinkedIn. I do LinkedIn, nice. Uh, I don't do anything on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have a LinkedIn for real? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, sell some apparel, make some videos, just just whatever. Cool. Yeah, I bought one of your shirts. I, I rock it all the time. Wear it at the gym. I swear, dude, when I wear it to the gym, because I live in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. I people look at me a lot more. Really? I'm like, yeah, they're checking my muscles, you know? I'm like, oh, are. wait, no, I'm wearing Shed Crazy shirt. <laughs> that shirt, man. I can't believe the traction I've got off of that thing. Really? That's been my number one seller, like, of all time. Yeah, I love that shirt. It's just, it has my face on it. It's weird. Yeah. I don't dare wear it. <laughs> one time I was wearing it, and uh, somebody looked at it, because it says Shed Crazy on the top of it. Uh-huh. My friend was like, is your shirt of a man's face that said She Crazy? <laughs> I'm like, no. It's... <laughs> 
That's the auto-corrected version of Shed Crazy. She She crazy. crazy. She crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, cool, man. Well, thanks for chatting with me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming out. It's been good catching up. Yeah. I'm glad that we got to hang out again. It's been a long time. Yep. Let's do some work together. Let's collab. I'm down, dude. I need your videography skills. Yeah, let me know, man. I mean, it's not going to make your work be viewed anymore, but... I just, like, want to do a killer intro or something. That'd be cool. I'm down. I do a lot of intros for people. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed yourself and want to know how you can support this podcast, the best way to do so is by subscribing. And I would greatly appreciate a subscribe. And if you would tell a friend about this podcast and maybe your favorite episode, you are also more than welcome to leave a rating and a review on iTunes, which helps the podcast become more easily discoverable for more people. You can also go to anchor.fm slash ambitious slash support. That's ambitious with two M's. And you can give a monthly donation as low as $1. Support from you helps me to interview more people from different places and keep providing you with content that's delicious for your ears. Also, be sure to check the show notes for this episode for any additional information. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It was so great to be in your ear holes. And I love you. And I'll talk to you in the next one. (laughs) 